0: Isn't the dream of every business owner freedom? Freedom from the nine to five, freedom to do our own projects and passions. So how does financial freedom become a reality? Is it something that anyone can achieve or is there an age when it's too late? Today, I'm interviewing Alan about financial independence.
1: The extraordinary belongs to those that created. Rebelling against business plans and debt Rebelling against what society expects of us. To build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur.
0: Hi Alan, welcome to your podcast.
1: (laughs) I love this. Thank you very much for having me on, Jamie. We've done enough episodes now uh, and yeah, it's good to be back with you.
0: Yeah, thanks. You know, I just realized somebody might be tuning in and being like looking at the title of this one and saying, I want to listen to this one first. And they might be like, wait a minute, who's this girl and why is she acting like we all know her? Um, well, I did like fourteen episodes of business coaching with Alan. So my name is Jamie Dillon and I'm an artist. And um, yeah, I have a lot of financial independence questions for Alan. He is the one he now. I'll let you do your little disclaimer of that you are not a, a, a an accountant or just you do you do the disclaimer.
1: Yeah, disclaimer. I am not financially trained. I am not a financial independent. I'm not a financial advisor, nor do I pretend to play one on the internet. So these are all just my opinions. Do your own research.
0: But you do uh, teach a course on financial independence, right, or financial literacy? How would you call it?
1: Yeah, financial literacy, financial independence, taking control of your finances. Uh, Katie and I reached financial independence and you need something to do with your time. So we decided to share the skills and the knowledge that we had spent so many years practicing, learning, and developing with other people.
0: Yeah, not a bad problem to have. Exactly. Um, Yeah, so you had in season one an episode about... um, about, I guess, investing, financial independence. Um, I'm hoping today we can go a little more specifically into financial independence, or FI, as the cool folks call it, um, after 40. Because as an artist, I have a lot of friends who are in situations where they don't have that much savings, and they've lived their life as artists, and you know live this sort of i'll save later i'll save later and i certainly had that view for a while too i was saving but putting into like the the bank's you know mutual funds or just kind of even in a savings account i know i know forgive me um so i'm wondering now okay at 40 can is it too late to, to achieve financial independence and not just let's say okay I can probably retire at 65, but is it possible for someone who's starting their journey now to fast track financial independence, um, or perhaps build something that leads them closer to that? Um, so that's kind of what I want to focus on with you today, but you know, for all the people who have no idea, can you just tell us a bit about what financial independence means to you?
1: So the definition that, like the simple definition is you have more assets or your assets produce more income than you need to live off. So technically, you never have to work again in the future. Um, That's the kind of simple thing. But then people go, what is an asset? How do I buy one of those? Uh, How does that produce income, passive income, and all these things that come from there? But the idea is you take your money that you make, Whether you have a job, self-employed, or build a business, you take the profits you make and you invest them buying assets that produce a return so that you never have to work again if you don't want to. That's the general game of what financial independence means to me.
0: I like that you didn't just talk about living off investments that you also did mention building a business. Funny that you had mentioned that on a podcast called Rebel Entrepreneur. (laughs) Um, I like that, though, because I think... When people hear about financial independence and um, that, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I do want to bring up this one sort of quote that I hear all the time, which I think sets the tone for the 40-year-old investor. Um, Everyone, okay, so here it is. The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is right now. And it's supposed to be like, just start, just start where you are. Um, But I actually find this a very anxiety-inducing phrase, not so so much an empowering one. Um, Because if you're 20, it's like, awesome, I can retire. But if you're, you know, 40, it's like, but 20 years ago is 20 years ago. So I'd love today, you know, to chat with you about other ways to maybe make that asset, you know, spending ratio a a little better.
1: So, I guess my first thought on that is number one, it's never too late to start working on your dreams. Like, if you don't start working on your dreams, what's the alternate option? You're just going to sit in the corner and wait for death. Like, you're just going to enjoy Netflix for the rest of your life. Like, that sounds dreadful. Even if you've only got 10 years left, five years left, if you've got a year left, do something with it. Have fun. So, why not build something, anything? It's never too late. Just get on. And I think when people say this, it's like, what's the alternative? You just sit around and wait for death. That doesn't sound exciting. Let's make something happen. And I think the problem is people think that financial independence is about deprivation. So why should I bother? If I'm going to get to financial independence, I'm going to deprive myself of everything now, so that I can save and invest and possibly have a nice life in the future. So that's why people don't bother. The problem is they've got the wrong end of the stick, because financial independence is not about deprivation. It's about conscious spending, and it's about spending money on what's important to you. Now, obviously, there is some basic maths, that if you don't earn much, and you don't save much, and you don't have much time, you're screwed. But that's not the case for nearly everyone I've met. And if you're talking about a 40-year-old, let's just take a 40-year-old versus a 20-year-old just for a second. 20-year-old, young, just starting, just getting into things. They've got time for compounding to take effect. However, they've got 10 to 15 years before they're in their best earning years. You never earn as much in your 20s as you do your 30s. And you don't often earn as much in your 30s as you do your 40s. Your earning years get better as you go because you've developed skills. You can get things done. You have abilities. Like You're, you're more desirable. You turn up on time. You you make appointments. You do stuff. So the 20-year-old, yes, they have time, but they also have a lot of other stuff going against them. Whereas a 40-year-old, like I feel like I'm just getting going, Jamie. I'm just, I'm 42 and I'm just breaking stride. My ability to make things happen, my ability to create. I feel like you are just breaking into this. Like you are just getting on fire. Like the coaching series we've done, you've left your job, you've taken a contract, you've built your own side hustle. Like you are just getting going. So for me, for a 40-year-old... You might not have saved in the past, but who cares? This is the most exciting time possible because you are just about to hit your stride.
0: That's awesome. We're done. That's all I needed. to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you for joining us today on the Revlon show. No, but the, I, I do like the idea of the best year earning years because I certainly am making more now than I was in the, all those previous years. Um, mm-hmm. You know also like when i was in my 20s um it wasn't like spending that much but yeah i was drinking a lot and partying a lot and doing things that you know it's fun i love friends and i have great friends now but i don't drink anymore and i don't party in the way of like going to a club and dancing maybe once in a blue moon um but yeah like what i want and what gives me pleasure in life has changed a lot and a lot of it doesn't cost money um which sounds so cliche, but it's true. Um, But before we get into like those deep, meaningful questions, um, let's talk a little bit more about your journey. When did you decide this was something you wanted? When did it seem possible? And uh, were you and your wife, was Katie always on board? Did she have to bring you on board? You know, how did that start for you? What was that moment?
1: So I think there were three distinct phases. Phase one was my dad completely screwed up our family finances and we had to do garage sales, car boot sales to earn money to buy food. And phase one was, I never want my finances to be as messed up as this. I want to have better finances. Phase two was when I started to learn that there was a way to do it. And I remember specifically reading Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and whatever you think of him, Like, I'm not a big fan, but his book is excellent. And it had the idea of buy assets. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. I want to buy an asset. Then I spent about two years trying to figure out what is an asset. How do I buy one? Like, it's not that easy. And then phase three was when we found out about financial independence. I was like, this is amazing. And you asked, was Katie always on board? The answer was no with the financial independence bit. She had probably six to nine months of, why am I able to do this? Like, why is this right for me? Like, why can I retire early when no one else can? I don't understand. And she was weird about it. We didn't work on it together. It caused friction every time we talked about it. Um, Luckily, a friend had sent us two blogs One from the escape artist and a particular one called Mr. Money Mustache and Katie devoured Mr. Money Mustache's content. And the Mr. Money Mustache blog was the game changing piece that sent her from why should I do this to I would be daft not to do this. Like, Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't we want to save, invest and create a life of abundance? So that changed everything. And from a moment we were both on board and we had a clear goal, like it happened so much faster. That's awesome. Did you have a roadmap when you started
0: or was it just from reading blogs by other people?
1: Um, The first roadmap came from... uh a book. I'm not going to say the name because you should not read it. It's like really complex. Uh, it's like 900 pages and it took me so long to read and translate. But they gave us three levels to aim at and we created this goal and we started work on it. Then eventually we we're like, okay, we just need a big FI goal. We set our big traditional FI goal. We didn't really know how we'd get there. We were a long way off it. But we just started and we started investing and started putting money in it. And I I couldn't believe how quickly it happened. And I think the roadmap bit, the clear roadmap is cut out stuff that isn't important to you. So spending on stuff that doesn't matter to you. So if you don't like drinking alcohol, don't spend money on it. If you don't like fancy cars, don't spend money on it. If you don't like fancy clothes, don't spend money on it. If you do love it and it's important in your life, then take your money and focus it on what brings you the most value. So that was roadmap one. Number two was increase our earnings. So Katie quit her corporate job and went contracting, which tripled her income. I continued to build my business And we increased our income. So we built this gap between what we're spending and what we're earning. And then we took every penny we could and invested it as quickly as we could. And that was step three. And we follow the very simple strategy from JL Collins, who wrote the Simple Path to Wealth, which is to choose a Vanguard index fund. Invest as much as you can, as quickly as you can. Let it compound and build. And then it's amazing what you end up with.
0: I love it. So we're done again. <laughs> we <have> perfect, <laughs> perfect
1: it's just that easy, huh? <laughs> well, it's like, it sounds easy, but then you've got to go through the daily activities. You've got to like, as with building a business, it sounds easy. Okay, come up with an idea that fixes a problem, go out and sell it, charge someone for it. Sounds very easy. But when you get down into it, you've got to do the details. That's where it can become tougher. But the actual roadmap I think people make this stuff far too complex. And I think I've said this regularly about business. is like, stop making it complex. Do the simple tasks of sell something to somebody, like save your money, earn more, invest it. Very simple, but just do it every single day. And I think Mm -hmm. people do make this way too much, way too complex.
0: All right, I like that. So it does, I mean, this is what I've read, you know, the index funds, investing, all that. And, you know, we're talking about, like, sacrifices and things. And I think, like, for you, it's pretty clear, like, what is important in your life and what isn't. And I don't want to get into the, like, if you cut out your Netflix and your coffees, blah, blah, blah. Like, everybody knows this. Like, make your own decisions, I think, uh, you know, in your life. I always find the Netflix one funny because it's, what, like, 15 bucks a month. But, like, going out is so much more. Like, if someone is enjoying staying home, like, maybe Netflix is not the thing to cut. But that's a side note. Um, (laughs) So I guess the path is simple. Maybe the biggest problem a lot of people have is this mindset shift. So, Katie had one, which I find crazy. Her, like, why me? Why am I allowed to enjoy life? Um, so, what do you think most people sort of, what's the roadblock for most people mentally in this? I feel like one of them is, how will I ever save enough to live off the interest, right? Like, how will I ever, if I'm not 20, like, how am I ever going to reach that amount of money? Um, and then, you know, it's, it sort of makes people want to give up, I think, just be like, forget it. I'll just live my nine to five. Like, or, you know, how, how many sacrifices? Like, there are people who go extreme and they downsize their apartment to like a box and, you know, just go really, really, really into it. And that's a choice. That's definitely a choice. So, what, what kind of mindset shift can we, can we work on to get away from feeling that? doing this and preparing for this is is lack and losing out in your life and sort of turn it into maybe a game make, make it a bit more fun um you know let's let's work on that together maybe
1: uh i love that so i guess a couple of thoughts for you because there was a few questions there number 1 is you can have anything in life you want if you're willing to pay the price for it and i think Most people look at financial independence and go, I'm not willing to pay the price. Um, And then they don't bother starting. And then they get to retirement and have no money. (laughs) And then they're just cursing and it's not good. Um, Actually, I think the price you pay for not doing it is far greater than the price you pay for doing it. Like the price you pay for not doing it, your average person cannot survive a $400 emergency. Like, I find that crazy. Like, your washing machine breaks and you don't have enough money saved to buy a new one? Like What have you been doing with all the money you're earning if you've got a job? What? So the price of not doing it, I think, is just huge for me, and I saw it. I've seen so many people who get to retirement with nothing, and they're relying on state pensions that don't really cover what they want to live and how they want to live, And for me, it's daft if you don't do it. Like that's the mindset shift is the cost of not doing it is huge. So let's just get on to it because the cost of doing it is very small. Then we can make it fun. Um, Like what's the most fun you can have for the least amount of money? That's a cool question to ask. And I'll tell you what, there's some things I can do that are free that are a lot of fun. Uh, We went to the park yesterday and played frisbee. Uh, with I'm in Colombia currently and there's the Rebel Business School team here and there was the four Colombians and Katie and I and we played Frisbee in the park and it was so much fun but like, you can have a huge amount of fun without spending a ridiculous amount of money so if you have the option of Frisbee in the park and you actually enjoy it or board games with a friend or a massive fancy night out with a huge amount of drink and food and you get equal enjoyment for all three, choose the cheapest, Um, have more fun with less money and then take the rest and buy your freedom with it, which I think is the other thing is I completely reframed what I was spending my money on it. So lots of people see not spending money as deprivation and it's saving. I wasn't even thinking about saving. I was buying freedom. So every pound I didn't spend on stuff, I would buy a Vanguard index fund and I would buy freedom. And I'll tell you what, I am loving Past Alan for the freedom he has bought me. It's incredible. So I think like stop seeing it as saving and start seeing it as buying freedom.
0: Ooh, I like that a lot. I think that's a really great mindset shift because I think saving just seems like uh, like you're not... Even thinking about the interest on it, you're not thinking it, you know, it's, and it's not fun. It's like your parents tell you to save, but buying freedom is very exciting and mm-hmm. kind of is a, it's a toward as well,
1: right? It's a toward motion. You need both. So lots of people have away from motivation that they don't want to be without money. But then as soon as they get enough month by month, that's it. They've lost their away from motivation and they don't really have anything they're aiming for. And you need that towards motivation of the big goal of and you need belief that you can do it which hopefully we're working on that right now but belief you can do it but if you've got belief that you can build this incredible future you can set yourself up for an amazing life you can build something incredible like you will just be dragged out of bed by your energy just to make this stuff happen and like the amount of times katie and i We're exhausted at night and we're like, should we go for a walk just to get some more energy? And we're walking around Basingstoke in Hampshire in the cold talking about tax strategies and how to invest because we're so excited about the future we're building. And I think if you can find that energy, that passion, that excitement for creating an incredible future, like do something now that future you will say thank you for.
0: Now, Alan, you're a very positive person, and I love that. I'm feeding (laughs) off of it all the time and stealing your energy. Um, So, what would you say to someone who really feels like it's too late? Um, You know, they're not making six figures and they're in their 40s. How can they, you know, maybe they're in their 50s and they're like, how, what's the point? You know, and also, how can they stop spiraling and worrying about their past mistakes um, and any opportunities they miss and just move forward with their life?
1: So I think you've got two separate bits here. One is, like, is it possible? Which that is a mathematical question. And we can look at the maths and go, what do you earn? What do you spend? And then if you invest the difference, where will you get to over the next 10, 20 years? And it's a pure maths question. Then we can start to play with it going, what if you earned a little bit more? What if you spent a little bit less? Can you actually get there mathematically? And I think... For everyone out there, that is the exercise to do. Uh, on the Playing with Fire website, there is a retirement calculator that you can play with that will enable you to see whether that is possible or not. Um, that's the one we play with, that's the one we look at. And like, there's the maths. If the math shows it's possible, get excited. And then we just crack on and we start improving it and we're going, can we increase our income? Can we reduce our expenses? Can we invest a bit more? If the math says it's not possible, then should we give up and do nothing? That's the question, Alan. <laughs> well, it's a bit like, so I was, I don't know if you have a Fitbit that like tracks how many steps you do or a Garmin or whatever it is, Um our Fitbits tell us to get 250 steps an hour to keep moving. Like, don't stay sedentary. You'll live longer if you move. And this morning, I was sat there in the cafe and uh, the little buzzer went off to say, get your 250 steps this hour. And I had the thought of, well, I'm recording the podcast this afternoon with Jamie. Therefore, I can't get nine out of nine hours. So, therefore, why even bother getting this 250? What did you really do that? that that's what i Dude. thought
0: oh wow it's funny i just want to fyi that i totally checked my steps while you were talking that's like oh. <laughs> uh because i do do the ten thousand steps um that is ridiculous if you missed you would just just who cares one day you'll be 250 less doesn't mean you can't pick it up tomorrow you could even make up the you could even make it up the next day or it's 250 in the grand scheme of your life it's not a big freaking deal did i swear already i'm sorry
1: Isn't that interesting? So why don't we treat finances the same way?
0: It's a good question.
1: Because I would say, because I do walk 10,000
0: steps a day, and if I miss one day, I know that I can walk more the other day. I have two legs. I'll just walk more. Um, But I don't know if I can necessarily make more the next day. I think that's maybe part of it.
1: So you're telling me that over the years, you've not been able to make a little bit more each month.
0: Yes, that is, yeah, I'm not saying that, that you're right. Like, that has happened. I have made more.
1: And it's quite interesting. When I was, uh, like, my first job out of school, I earned 450 pounds a month after tax, which is about 600 U.S. dollars. That was my entire earnings. And I remember thinking, if I could earn 30 grand a year, like, I would be blown away by that. And then I got to 30 grand a year and I was blown away by that. It felt like I had more money than I'd ever had in my life. And then you look at it and you go 30 grand a year and you get to your mid thirties and you're like, that's nothing. But at that age, you don't even realize. And I think at times we just think that whatever we're on at the moment, that's it. We don't even know what's possible. And I think for everyone out there, There is a way to create more abundance in your life if you want to. You don't have to. You don't need to. But it is possible. And it is always possible to earn more. And I am always shocked by the people I meet who are at the next level from I am that I didn't even know existed. I'm like, oh, I thought I was a good level. And this person I've met. Whoa. I didn't even know that was possible. And I think for everyone listening there is the next level and the next level and the next level and if you want to get involved in the game and have some fun it is there for you it is possible for you to earn more so I think and the other piece is just you might not get and let's be realistic let's say someone's starting at 55 years old and they want to retire at 68 gives them 13 years they might not get to full financial independence. Does that mean they should never try? Getting to 50% FI, would they be better off than never having done it? And I think even yeah. if you could get to 25% financially independent and you've got your state salary or your state pension, sorry, and 25% FI, you are in such a better position than 99% of people who get to retirement. So I think it's ridiculous. People are like, oh, I could never make it to the big target, so I won't bother trying at all. i just sit on my thumbs. I'll do nothing. It's like, stop here. Just getting 10% there, your life will be far better. You'll be confident. You'll have money behind you. You'll make different decisions. Like Just getting your finances in order will help you to feel better. It'll increase your mental resilience, your confidence, allow you to make better decisions and be freer when operating through the world.
0: I also like the idea that, okay, let's say somebody's at a point where, you know, their roadmap right now doesn't look like they're going to reach FI in in the time they want, but you know, how can they shift their mentality, shift their brain to say, that's okay. I want something else for myself. I want to have a business that brings in that income and, or other maybe investments that aren't necessarily just index funds. Like I want to build something that is bringing in income for me. So that view of what, you know, retirement quote unquote looks like might not be the same for you, but don't get scared that you're currently not earning enough to retire. But what if you you could start earning enough that you just are paying your expenses from your business month after month. This is something that can always happen. There's no limit that that's something that can be around the corner every single day. That's not just a math problem. That's something you actually have a lot more
1: control over. And you need something to do in retirement. You will be bored if you have nothing to do in retirement, nothing at all. Sitting on a beach drinking pina coladas gets boring for most people after about two weeks, maybe four.
0: That's like my nightmare vacation.
1: Yes. So you need
0: something to do. And, like,
1: Jamie's an artist, for those of you listening. I don't think she's going to stop drawing. So even when she's 68, she will still be drawing, she will still be doing stuff, and she'll still be producing. And it's incredible. If you get in that mindset, it's actually fun to create stuff and make money. It's a lot of fun. So you need something to do. You might as well make it fun and passionate, and you might as well earn a few pounds or dollars along the way. So that reminds me of something I read in this book, Your Money or
0: Your Life, I believe is the name. And it's. I think it's one of the first ones that talked about this. I could be wrong about the FI and all that and it it's is. Vicky
1: Robbins and Joe Dominguez is one of the first books about financial independence.
0: Yeah. Um, it's pretty pretty good, pretty basic. Actually, I, I quite recommend it to anyone who's looking for like the 101 kind of view of this. And one thing they talk about a lot is the idea of meaning, of finding meaning in your life that we buy a lot of, she calls it baubles, I think, in the book, and a lot of stupid little things because we're not happy and we're trying to fill this void, this space in our life. And I think that one of the key factors of a wanting financial independence, but also like part of that quest to achieve it is really figuring out what's important in your life. I'm big on journaling. I journal every morning. Um, I wake up, journal, do my workout. And, you know, if you sitting at home or in your car or wherever are thinking about this and, you know, it seems overwhelming and you don't really know why you would even want this or how you would reach it. I think really the first thing is to find that why, to find out what is it that gives you meaning and joy and purpose in your life. I think that if you find that number one, like all the extra little spending you do to sort of fill that void is going to disappear in an instant. Honestly, you'd be so surprised how much you don't need to spend on stupid shit and food or alcohol or any of those things that just sort of stop you from feeling your feelings um, number one, number two, it's going to give you the purpose and drive and passion to work towards that goal because you know that you actually have a meaning in your life. And then you'll find out that your number, you know, your magic number of how much you need to be financially independent, is actually probably a lot lower because you're not just trying to, you know, be a travel Insta hot person. You're actually trying to live a meaningful life and you don't need a lot of the things that you thought you needed. Alan, do you have a meaning? Like, do you have a why? Do you have a legacy that you're trying to
1: create? Do I have a meaning? Uh, sometimes people know? look at me and go, what is your meaning, Alan? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. I found it some time ago. And like my drive is was originally changed the way entrepreneurship is taught to empower people to build businesses and make money doing something they love because entrepreneurship is taught with business plans in debt, which puts so many people off. So change the way that's taught and have more fun. And that actually then led on to a broader thing of just helping people be successful in life and changing the way they look at finances, hence the Rebel Finance School with Katie, and helping people make progress. And I, I get so much reward and juice out of doing that, and I've made a decent amount of money out of doing it. And that passion Keeps me going and I found my meaning. I would just like to say to everyone listening to this there's so many books about finding the one thing like, find the one thing you're meant to do, your one mission, your one vision, your one whatever. I just like to say that's the biggest load of rubbish ever. There is no one thing for anyone. You can get excited about anything you want and follow it for a while and see how it feels good. Stop waiting for the shining light to come through the clouds down on you and illuminate you at the exact moment. And the doves fly by and the choir sings and you know you've found your purpose. There's like this "Ah," noise that doesn't exist. Just pick anything and have a go and you'll have some fun and you'll get some learning. And if it's not the right thing, pick something else. And I think sometimes people look at my mission and go, Alan, it's all right for you. You found a really meaningful mission. Well, I only found that because I did a load of stuff that didn't work. So just try stuff and you'll find the thing that illuminates for you. And Jamie, you found drawing. And I think even since we've known each other, you found more purpose and more vision in it. Writing your comics, creating the stories. I think... You've found more inspiration as we've gone through this for yourself,
0: yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think a lot of that is uh having the confidence to pursue my dreams. so I do like I do agree with you one hundred percent that there is no thing for anyone. You make your own purpose. there isn't one purpose, there isn't some rule of how you're supposed to live your life or how you're supposed to have meaning. Um, but somebody is there sitting there listening and being like, "I do." though have something. And that's cool because I do too. Um, I have my little like mantra that I get up in the morning to create art and stories that allow me to connect with other human beings and help them find meaning, purpose, and joy in their lives. Now, like that sort of has changed and evolved is, you know, but it's been some version of this. And yeah, it's like all of my art and creativity sort of circles around this. Um, It's not just about you know, drawing stuff to be cool or to make money. It's like, yeah, I have a meaning behind what I do. And that having that, I invented it. I wrote that. It didn't come from somewhere else. That helps me every day when I'm feeling low, I look at it and remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing. So that's why I think like, you're right. There's no one thing, but if you find something for you that fits your life right now, it's a great thing to to focus on. It can be your sort of true North for the moment and it can absolutely
1: 100% change. So, Finding meaning, if you get to financial independence, you need something to do. And actually, there is the piece of, let's say you got 50% of the way there, but you have meaning and you're passionate and you've got a side hustle that takes, you can earn the other 50% in like a few days a week. What a wonderful life you would lead two days a week doing what you're passionate about. The rest of your time, your investments cover your, your living expenses. Wow, that sounds an incredible life. So it's, I don't think it's like a a one or a zero. And if Katie would were here, she would be shouting, it's not binary. It's not binary. And what that means, computers operate in a binary language, whether it's either zero or one. And... Financial independence is not a zero or one. There's many steps in between. Just getting an emergency fund in place will make your life better. Getting 10% of the way there, you will feel like a different person and your investments will be growing whilst you're working. You'll start making money in your sleep. Like, it will change everything. And financial independence is not binary. Just start getting your finances in order. Start investing. Start making progress and you will start to feel better almost instantly. So let's say we have meaning.
0: Uh, we have purpose. We have a goal. We have a why. And we want to sort of speed up this process. We're Like, I definitely, I'm in. It's fun. I'm into the saving. It's a fun game. I, I'm doing my, uh, you know, Google Excel sheets, blah, blah, blah. There's this cool thing I saw online. This YouTuber said, I can make. $2,000 a month with this one quick thing, should I pursue that thing that that YouTuber said I should do? Should I try this, you know, one might call it a get rich quick scheme? <laughs> 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 or or a lot of people are promising passive income. You know, there's a lot of like, oh, you just make passive, you just do this and you put some t-shirts online and then you put some Google ads and you're like passive income, no problem, make 500 bucks a day. Like what? Do you think about these things? Are they charlatans? Is there a way to be making passive income that isn 't super difficult, uh, or should we just focus on the long game
1: uh, There is no such thing as a get rich quick scheme doesn 't exist it 's a load of rubbish. I've even paid for some of them. i found they didn't work personally because I was trying to cut corners when I was younger. Like there is no such thing as a get rich quick scheme. And my friend Jane, I love Jane. She sent me this email she got last night and uh, it was from Bitcoin News. Richard Branson made 6 billion from Bitcoin in 2021. Join the new trend that is making everyone, everyone rich. And I read that. And I just thought, what a load of rubbish. Uh, My first thought was, Richard Branson isn't even worth six billion. And I did look up his net worth, and he's not even worth six billion. So, how could he have made six billion in one year? Second thing, I looked up the stats. Anyway, it's complete and utter tosh. Doesn't exist. Not true. And people are just trying to cut corners. And you just need to do the simple stuff. That makes an actual difference. Yes, it is possible to make passive income. You can earn some money, you can buy a rental property, you can rent it out, and you will get rent every single month. You can invest in index funds that produce a return. You can build a business that eventually someone else has run and brings a return. That's a lot longer journey and a lot more work than index investing. But passive income absolutely exists. Just don't go for the get-rich-quick schemes. Look up the ways that have traditionally worked for a long time and actually help you to build income over a longer period. And you start investing. Get-rich-quick schemes do not exist. They are so tempting. I get so many messages telling me I should invest in this or that because it will make me even wealthier. And I think... I I get the fear of missing out, Jamie. I get FOMO. It exists, but it's incredible how many people put their money in there and then lose it. And I just don't want the listeners to be one of those. Like, do the things that we know are simple, work well, investment properties, index funds, building businesses. You can generate wealth with your effort, your energy, and your sweat. I would love to
0: add a sort of you know, how I get over anxiety of um, the past. This is my, this is my little trick that I tell myself. So I'm going to, I'm going to say when you think, Oh God, I should have, I should have invested in 20. I should have this, I should have that. Um, Alan, can you do me and the audience a favor? Can you use all of the power that you have within you right now to turn back time one minute, just one, just one, I only need 60 seconds. Can you please do that?
1: I can hit rewind on the podcast.
0: No, that's not what I'm... I want you to actually turn back time. Just just one whole minute. Just a minute.
1: Can you do it? Uh, no, us? I've never no. been able to so far. Oh,
0: that's very unfortunate. So if Alan can't even turn back time one minute, not even one minute, not even for me asking so kindly, what makes you, audience member, think you could turn it back 20 years or 10 years or five years. You can't, you can't even turn it back one minute. So let, let it go. The past is the past and start looking at ways to move forward in your life. Cause you're going to miss out on all these future opportunities. If you keep looking at the past and what you missed out on Then, And yes. you don't even know if those things could have worked out. They might not even have worked out as you wanted them to.
1: I love that. And the best thing about the past is it's over We can focus on what's next. And I think what I have done to add and build on your tricks, the things that keep coming back to me, the, I should have done this. I should have done that. I like to shrink them, push them away, minimize them, do a strange voice for them. Like the, uh, oh yes, I should have invested in Bitcoin when it started. Oh yes, I should have done that. Like, get over it. I I do everything I can to change it. And then on the other side, I get excited about the future. So I imagine my future and I make the pictures big and bright and exciting. And I get excited about investing and buying freedom and excited about building businesses. And I do everything I can to shrink the stuff that's affecting me and to make huge and exciting the future because for everyone listening, please take this in the right way. I don't really care about your past. I care about where you're going in the future. And that is what I would love you to focus on as well.
0: Alan, can we finish with one last thing? If people, let's say, wanted to take, I don't know, a free course on uh, financial independence
1: what would you tell them and where would you tell them to go? <laughs> so uh, if Katie and I are running it at that time, the Rebel Finance School, uh, which you can find on my website, which is Uh, We do it completely free. We do it because it's fun and we're helping people. This last time we had 400 people tune in every Monday night. We worked on their finances with them and helped them make progress. So if we're doing it, join in in that. It's a lot of fun. If it's not on at that time, sign up to the little mailing list. We'll send you an email when it comes out again. In the meantime, JL Collins' blog about investing or buy his book, The Simple Path to Wealth. Mr. Money Mustache. Read his stuff. Like, There's no reason why you cannot start now. I love that, Alan.
0: So we have some tools. We have some resources. And um, what I hope people can take away is one, it's totally possible. You can start now with whatever you have. Financial independence looks different for everyone. So just find what looks good for you and what works for you. And I hope that everyone will sort of take that time to sit by themselves and journal and think about what it is they want in their life. What meaning, what drives them, you know, what purpose they have. Um, because finding something that drives you and motivates you each day is such a gift. And I really wish that for each and every one of you, because you create your meaning, you create it yourself. And when you find it, you're going to find that all these other opportunities suddenly pop up that you didn't even know were around the corner.
1: So get out there, build your future, have fun, and make progress towards the life you've always wanted. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a Rebel Entrepreneur.